welcome to the very final service of 2023. And here in a few hours, yeah, we will be welcoming in the new year. And I just want to thank you uh, for, uh, I mean, making the best decision on how you could spend your new year. This is absolutely awesome. And we're going to have a great time together tonight. Uh, there's no children's ministry tonight, no nursery. Oh, okay, newsflash. There is nursery. Okay, so there's nursery. I just found this out on the spot. and uh, But there's no other children's services. So um, nursery kids can go up there. But we're just going to have a good time together this evening. And we're going to close the night out with communion here in just a little bit. And uh, we're looking forward to this. Amen. But let's go ahead and stand up together tonight. And we're going to open up this service just like we always do. Now, normally, uh, we got, I'm going to move the pulpit over here because I wasn't expecting uh, to be, have the all sections filled tonight. So, on the camera, Raymond, you can, I know, I know, isn't that bad? So, <laughs> anyway, uh, but we've got every section going tonight, which is great. So, let's go ahead and open up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, and then we'll get into the rest of our service. Let's go. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name, and in unity, we confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, give the Lord some praise tonight. Amen. You may be seated. All right, let's get into our announcements here. Amen. What a great night to be together. I'm so excited. It's been a while since we've done anything on New Year's Eve. And so I'm just really happy, uh, you know, to be uh, be together on New Year's Eve again tonight. It's great. So let's do our announcements here. Ushers. Can I have the ushers grab some calendars? Jesse, Dave, can you guys grab some calendars back there for me? Uh, if you did not get... A 2024 High Desert Word Center calendar yet? Raise your hand because you're getting one whether you want it or not. All right, there you go. Look at this. Amen. And so every year uh, we, we give out our own church calendars. It has the verse of the year for 2024 on the bottom there. And it has beautiful scenes on our journey through America. So, you know, whatever that's worth. There you go. But anyway, we want everybody to have a calendar. If you really need an extra one, you know, we could pull some strings and make that happen. Or if you got a business, you could probably have two. Okay. So let's get in uh, to some announcements here. Uh, let's see. First of all, we're going to continually keep reminding you over the next little while that we're not going to do any food or drink in the sanctuary. Um, 
Uh, we just got the uh, carpets clean, and so only water in the sanctuary or communion elements, all right? So you have to keep that latte back there, amen? Very good. And then um, we want to let you know that this coming Saturday, this isn't on the screen, is the first men's meeting of the new year. So Saturday, 9 a.m., Victory Hall, breakfast, Bibles, bros, men, let's do this. Let's show up. We'll send out a reminder text and get it on social media for you, but that's this Saturday. And then uh, the HDWC t-shirts are in, and so uh, you can grab one of those for $15. You want to look cool going into the new year, don't you? Right? I, absolutely, yeah. Come on, yeah, you need one. So go get one, and... Um, Tonight is the final night of the December bookstore sale. So after the night, it's over. But as of now, 20% off of everything in the bookstore, Bibles, books, everything. And so uh, make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, of course, tonight at the end of the service, we will be doing communion. And anybody watching online is welcome to participate in communion with us as we close out the year. And then um, ushers, Jesse, I need you again, my man, with a membership sign up sheet is back there. Uh, membership class is coming up uh, in two weeks, Sunday the 14th from 4 to 7 p.m. Sunday the 14th from 4 to 7 p.m. And so if you have decided, hey, High Desert Word Center is my church home. This is, you know, where I'm going to put down roots. This is where I'm going to call my church. We'd love for you to be a member and uh, just get even more connected. And so membership class, it's a great time. We get to go over some of our church history, some of our core beliefs and things like that. And uh, there's, uh, there's there's snacks provided in case you were wondering. There are snacks and it's a great time to be together. So sign up on the, the sheet that's being passed around there. And then the final announcement, Financial Peace University FPU is going to be starting on Sunday the 21st. So that's three weeks away at 530. And um, you can register online at HDWC org slash FPU. Great class for married couples to go through, for anybody to go through and uh, and get some practical financial management advice, but also biblically based financial uh, advice. All right. And so you can go to that link right there, hdwc.org slash FPU, register and get all the information you need right there. Amen. I think that's all the announcements for now. So, who knows what time it is now, everybody? Amen. Who's excited for happy time tonight? I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling your excitement. I, I feel the happiness. Those are just like, wow. Okay. If you need an envelope, raise your hand and the ushers are going to get one over to you right there. And let's look at a verse here tonight. Deuteronomy uh, chapter eight. Can we go to Deuteronomy chapter eight? Way back there towards the beginning of the Bible. Deuteronomy eight. And I'm going to look at verse 18 and let's do it in the new King James. What do you say? Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. Deuteronomy 8:18 in the New King James. Let's read this verse together tonight as we do our tithes and offerings. It says this, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. Why? 
that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. And it tells us there to remember the Lord, your God. Well, this kind of goes along with the verse we looked at this morning for the offering, but how do we remember the Lord, our God? Well, I would say one way we remember him is certainly obeying the word of God when it comes to any area, including tithes and offerings. And it tells us right there that he does give us power to get wealth. And someone would say, well, no, God don't care about that. Well, why would it be in the Bible then? God does care about that. And why is it? Why would God want Christians to have any wealth? Why would God want Christians to be financially blessed? Here it is, because they're going to use that money, right, to establish his covenant. And as as we, uh, as we Christians prosper, what do we do? We help get the gospel out. We help do the things that the Bible tells us to do financially. And so God wants us to prosper, but it's not going to happen if we're always forgetting about him. If we're never obeying his word, he does this. Uh, so we have the power to get wealth so he can establish his covenant. Can we get an amen tonight? Amen. Let's stand up together. And we're going to go ahead and uh, speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings tonight. Amen. It's going to be a, a great service together tonight. Uh, let's go ahead and speak some words of faith here. Then we're going to get into praise and worship tonight. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously to the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's go. If you want, you can join us at the altar, and let's just let's close out the new year together, worshiping the Lord. Wandering into the night Wanting a place to hide This weary soul This bag of bones I tried with all my might But I just can't win the fire I'm slowly drifting A bag of bones Just when I ran out of room, I met a man I didn't know, and he told me that I was not alone. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior. Because he healed my heart, he changed my name, forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. I cannot deny what I've seen, 
got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning like ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friends, but in the bitterness, you just keep on moving. Now I hear welcome here. Now till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because he heals my heart. Change my name forever free. I'm not the same. I thank the master. I thank the savior. I thank God. Sing, I cannot deny. I cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe. My doubts are burning. Ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friends. Burden and bitterness just keep on moving. Now you're welcome here. And now, till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. He picked me up, he turned me around, he placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, and because he healed my heart, he changed my name forever free. I'm not the same, I thank the Master. Savior, I thank God. Let's sing this out. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free, I am free. Savior, because He heals my heart, He changed my 
And we can look back upon this year and, and Lord, every other year of our lives. And we know that you've been there every step of the way. And Lord, even times that seemed difficult, we understand that you were there, Lord. You brought us through it. Lord, times that have been great, we give you the glory for them. We don't take any credit ourselves or any glory ourselves. We give you the glory. And Lord, I pray tonight that as we close out one year and open up a new one, Jesus, that you're going to give us wisdom, God. You're going to show us the right way to do this. And Lord, we already declare that 2024 is going to be an absolutely incredible year for everybody here, Lord. We're going to do things your way. We want your will to be done in our lives, Lord, not our will. We're not, we're not doing this for ourselves, Jesus. We want to follow you and serve you and do everything that you've called us to do. We love you and we praise you tonight so much. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Can we give him some praise together this evening? Amen. Amen. Well, go ahead and you can give somebody a little high five there on your way to your seat. Praise the Lord. We're going to get into the word of God tonight. Amen. Like I said earlier, it's, it's going to be brief, but uh, we want to exhort you on a few things this evening and just encourage you as we close one year out and start a new one. 
Um, as we're doing that, I do want to remind you that the January devotions are back there on the info booth. And so if you didn't get one, you can get one. It'll also be on the website and on the social media. So, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into this tonight. And so uh, the title, if there is a title, I don't know, it, uh, it's called Closing Out the Year. We're going to be talking about Closing Out the Year 2023. And we're going to look at four quick uh, little things here tonight on the right way to do this and, uh, and, and, and some things from the Bible uh, to help us close one out and open up another one. And, you know, I'm just so grateful to see uh, people <clears throat> together on New Year's Eve, Christians, the Christian family with your kids here. You know, doesn't this beat a lot of other New Year's Eves that maybe you had in the past, people? Am I right? You know, isn't this a great way to do this uh, in God's house, uh, taking communion together? And so uh, I just see the growth in your lives already in that regard. But we're going to talk about a few things here tonight on how to close out one year and open up a new one, all right? And so number one is this. If you're taking some notes, number one, celebrate the good. Celebrate the good. And did anybody have something good happen in 2023? Yeah, you had some good stuff happen. Some great stuff happen, you know. Again, we all, you know, pretty much know each other here. We're a tight-knit family. But, you know, I see some that got new jobs, new houses. Their businesses grew this year. Uh, you know, new marriages. Great things like that. And so there's a lot to celebrate. But I want to look at Psalm 107. Psalm 107. And we're going to look at verses 21 and 22. Psalm 107, verses 21 and 22. Praise the Lord, man. I'm just, again, very grateful to be together tonight. It's been a little while since we've done a New Year's uh, service like this. So it's it's very nice to be together. Believe it or not, we used to do a talent show every New Year's Eve. How many of you have been around long enough for a good old HDWC talent show? All right. Were those fun? Billy saying bring it back. It was, oh my gosh. Every year when the church was smaller, we used to do uh, a chili contest and a talent show every New Year's Eve. And uh, it got interesting. Some of the talents were very, you know, uh, open to interpretation, but it was fun. So... <laughs> Anyway, praise God. It was good. So, but those were good memories. But nowadays I like to be home by midnight, you know, in, in bed. So Psalm 107 verses 21 and 22. And it says this, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Is there anybody in here that the Lord's done some wonderful things for you this year? Then let's say praise the Lord. One, two, three. Praise the Lord. Yes, absolutely. 22, let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his wonderful acts. And so that's uh, his glorious acts. That's what we just did a minute ago. We're worshiping God for what he's already done. And so, you know, I'm just asking you to reflect for a second. What were some wins this year? What were some wins this year? 
and sometimes, you know, you may, maybe you didn't win the Super Bowl this year, but you picked up some victories. You, you had some good things happen. And I believe it's very important that we track even all the little victories because I want to give God credit for every good thing in my life, you know? And sometimes someone would say, that's so small. Why are you even, you know, testifying about that? Man, every good thing I have comes from God. Don't make any mistake about that. I don't have anything good that I got on my own. It's all from Jesus. And so absolutely, I want to praise him for everything. And I want to keep track of all the wins, big or small. I'm going to ask you this. This is kind of a night of reflection, but what were some areas you grew in spiritually? Now, hopefully you can, you know, uh, list some things there. I'm not asking you to like get up and, and talk about it, but what were some areas you grew in spiritually? Are you praying more now than you did a year ago? Are you reading the Bible more than you did a year ago? And you may look at yourself like, yeah, but I haven't, you know, I don't read like two hours a day. Well, even if you're reading two minutes a day now and it used to be zero minutes a day, let's take that as a win. Okay. Yeah. Amen. And, and, um, you're going to church now you're out here on new year's Eve. And so there were some spiritual victories that you obtained this year, whether you know it or not. And then I'm going to ask you, what were some family highlights of this year? What were some of the family highlights? And I understand we've got all sorts of different families in here. A whole lot of us uh, at this church have tons of children in the house. And so, you know, a lot of you can relate to me, you know, these guys, you know, we all got tons of kids in the house. A lot of us do. Some of you maybe have grandkids around or, you know, whatever your case is. But I ask you, what were some family victories or highlights this year? We're a family church. And so we, of course, place the word of God as our number one high priority on everything. But our big goal at High Desert Word Center is to see families healthy and growing and thriving and your marriage is blessed. And so I believe it's very important that we reflect on what were some family highlights. Did you take any little trips together? Did you do any little day trips? Did you, you know, did you help the kids overcome a big math test? It sounds silly. And you're like, this is a sermon. Well, I'm kind of not doing that tonight. I'm just kind of, you know, getting a little bit more down and real. But what were some family highlights of this year? I think this is very important for us to reflect upon because it is imperative that we celebrate the good. All right. And then number two, we're going to ask you this question. Where do you need to improve? Where do you need to improve? And I want to look at Psalm 139. Okay. Psalm 139. So you're just going to flip over a little bit. And this is a very well-known chapter from King David. We're going to look at the last couple of verses here, 23 and 24. Psalm 139, verses 23 through 24. And this is a, this is a genuine thing that David is saying here. And we can look at the life of David. And it's interesting that, you know, the Bible says that 
David was a man after God's own heart. It doesn't say that about anybody else in the Bible. Now, I do believe that there were other men after God's own heart in the Bible. I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of Abraham. A lot of these guys were definitely way up there. It's just unique that God specifically said this about David because David was um, a murdering adulterer, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so I'm like, uh, yeah, on the sin level, those are pretty much 10 out of 10 right there. Uh, but here's the thing. David repented. David got it right. David fixed it. David didn't defend it and say, well, yeah, I did, but here's why. No, David, he was like, I was dead wrong. I deserve to die for this. And he repented to God. But, and if you want to read all about David's low moment, it's in Psalm 51, if you ever care to read that. It's it's, it's a very uh, heart-wrenching uh, psalm. But Psalm 139 Verses 23 and 24, David says this, and this is genuine, man. This is why David was a man after God's own heart. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. Now, this is what separates the men from the boys, from the, the big girls, from the little girls. The, this right here, when you can look at God and say, I want you to point out what's wrong with me. Immature people don't want that. They want to say, God, do not deal with the things in my life that offend you. Just, I don't want to hear about it. You can talk about how you want me healthy, wealthy, and wise, but I do not want to hear about anything I'm doing wrong. An immature Christian has that attitude. But David says, no, point it out. If I'm doing it wrong, if I'm doing something that is hurting you, God, point it out and tell me. And then he says, and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And this is a great thing to do. I think at the end of the year is to really talk to God and say, search me, God, Try me, test me, know my thoughts, point out anything that I'm doing wrong, anything that you don't like that I'm doing. Let me know. Uh, I, I think that's a very fair thing. And you know, maybe married people sometimes as your spouse are like, am, am I doing anything that annoys you? My wife will ask me that. And, and you know, we, we tell each other that. But I think that's a very fair thing to ask God. Am I doing anything that's annoying you? Am I doing anything that's offending you, God, you know, that I don't know about? Because if I am, please tell me so I can change it. I love you that much that I don't want to do anything that's rubbing you the wrong way. This is where we start finding some spiritual maturity because not everybody is going to say that. And to be fair, this question, sometimes some people kind of get out of balance because some people are way too hard on themselves and they think they aren't doing good in any areas. Well, I'm going to tell you tonight, no matter who you are in here, you're probably doing some things very well. Okay. I can't, you know, I don't know everybody's most intimate details of their life, but I would say that you're probably doing some things well. You're probably making some great progress in some areas. And some people are so hard on themselves that they can't see that. And it's always a, a, they're always condemning themselves. They're always too hard on themselves. And then there's other people that are totally complacent and they're not interested in improving on anything. 
And that's also a very out of balance area to go in. And so if the Holy Spirit has been convicting you on some things, the best time to change that is right then. But here we are at New Year's Eve, so let's just say that this is a very good time <laughs> to make some changes just because we tend to just look at the calendar and say it's a new season. Well, every day is a new day. Every day is a good day. Listen, uh, Lamentations 3.23, amen. It tells us that his mercies are new every morning. Every day is a fresh start. But we tend to look at January 1st as being that you know, special moment. And so if the Holy Spirit's been convicting you on some things, this is a wonderful time to listen. Conviction is a good thing. And here's the thing. I preached on this back on November 8th, but there's two words that Christians seem to get confused. There's conviction and there's condemnation. Conviction is a good thing. It's the Holy Spirit. You know, the book of John says that he convicts the world of sin. And so the Holy Spirit will convict you. He's he he's he's getting your attention and saying, hey, hey, no, that's not good for you. You can let's change this. That's bad. That's conviction. Condemnation is absolutely condemning you to hell. It's making you feel totally hopeless. That's not of God. Condemnation. Jesus said in John 3, I didn't come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Amen. And so if there's conviction and the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, hey, whoa, 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 danger, danger. Don't do that. Don't say, man, that's stupid. No, 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 no. Listen, that's conviction. That's a, that's God doing you a favor. But then when there's condemnation, when the devil's just rubbing your face in the dirt and making you feel like this, that's not of God. That's condemnation. And so if the Holy Spirit's been convicting you and warning you and getting your attention on some things, hey, what a great time to change. And so a convicted Christian runs to God, a condemned person runs from him and thinks, well, it's no use. I could never get good enough anyway. That's not of God. Amen. All right. Number three, I'm going to ask you, what are your goals for this year? What are your goals for this year? I believe that you should have goals for the year. Now, um, let's look at Habakkuk chapter two. Habakkuk chapter, who just, let's hear it for the book of Habakkuk, because I know everybody loves it. Habakkuk 2, do you know where it's at? It's on page 878, so flip over there real quick. All right, Habakkuk chapter 2, and we're going to look at verse 2 in the New King James. This is a common verse that we look at around this time of year. Habakkuk 2, verse 2, and I'm going to read it in the New King James but there's, this is, man, this is important, all right? Habakkuk 2.2. 2. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. Well, we're not talking about an iPad or something here. They, you know, chiseled it into a tablet. But it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. And so I'm going to tell you this. You absolutely need to write down your goals. 
I'm going to say that again. If you're anything at all like me, at least, you absolutely need to write down your goals. When things are in writing, you have a much higher chance of doing them. And so for me and my life, I have to write down a to-do list pretty much every single day. If it's in writing on my phone, Pastor Katie and Desiree, they help me. They, you know, they, they get it, they send it to me a lot of times. But if it's in writing, I mean, I feel like I could scale Mount Everest and like paint the Sistine Chapel if it's in writing. If it is not written down, I can't brush my teeth and tie my shoes in the same day. And you know, it's just, it's bad. But if it's in writing, I feel like I can do just about anything. And so it is very, very important to write things down. Now notice this verse also says it's to make it plain. And so when we write some things down, you want to make it plain. Put it somewhere that you're going to see it often. And again, this is not, I know this isn't groundbreaking theology to you tonight, but this is just common sense, practical information. If you're going to write some stuff down, you need to put it someplace that's going to be plain. Why? So you can run with the vision when you read it. And so, you know, you put it on your mirror, put it in your wallet, make it your phone wallpaper, put it in your Bible case, wherever you're going to see it, write it down. Put it there so you'll see it every day. And I'm going to give you some more very practical information here. Write down realistic but challenging goals. Write down realistic but challenging goals. Don't write down, I want to be a billionaire by June. Now, unless you're already, you know, that's great. That's wonderful. If you're already well on your way, then good for you. But hey, listen, I, you know, we know each other. I don't think any of us are that close to being billionaires yet. So, uh, you know, write down something attainable, uh, but challenging at the same time. And so I would say write a couple of natural goals. I think that's a fine thing. Again, it's New Year's. Everybody wants to lose weight. I get it. So go ahead, write it down. And then, um, you know, write down how much money you want to save. That's good. I'm, that's great. You should do those things. Absolutely. But more importantly than that, we need to write down some spiritual goals. And we kind of said it this morning. We need to ask God what he wants from us this year. Why don't you ask God what his plans are for your life this year? What his goals are for your life this year. And so you can see there that I had them hand you two pieces of paper earlier. One should say 2024 goals. And I'm not saying to do this right now. This is something you can take home or whatever. But I would say on that paper, pray and talk to God over the next day or two. And why don't you write down, uh, you know, a, a, a couple of natural goals maybe. But even more than that, Write down some spiritual goals. And here's, I'm going to go a step deeper. You need to be ridiculously plain with your goals. Don't just write down, I want to get closer to God. That doesn't sound like a pastor should say that. You're not going to, if it's that vague, it won't happen. You need to specifically say, I want to read my Bible for 15 minutes every morning. That's something specific like that. I want to pray three times a day. Be specific. 
don't be vague. Because when someone says, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to save money. Well, yeah. when you're that vague, it rarely doesn't happen. Be specific and realistic, but challenging. And so if your goal is to grow spiritually, write down how you want to grow spiritually. I want to read 15 minutes of the Bible in the morning. I want to pray three times a day. I want to commit to being at church at least once a week this year. I want to pray with my family every night. Whatever it is, you're going to have to be specific or mark my words. It's not just going to automatically happen. You have to have a game plan. Just like somebody that wants to lose weight. Okay, how are you going to do that? Are you going to get a gym membership? Are you going to do intermittent fasting? Are you going to cut back on calories? How are you going to do it? You've got to have a game plan. All right. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not joking about that. You've got to be specific. All right. And then I'm going to get to number four here tonight. And it's this number four. What do you need to leave behind? What do you need to leave behind? Because there's probably some things from 23 that don't need to go into 24 with you. All right. There's probably some things that don't need to go any further. They need to stop here, December 31st, and go no further. So let's look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. And here in a few minutes, we're going to be receiving communion together to close this out. Philippians chapter 3. We're going to look at verses 13 and 14. Philippians 3. 13 and 14. And the Apostle Paul says this to us. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. You know, he's saying, I have not arrived yet. But I focus on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. That's a huge statement from somebody as successful as Paul. He's a very successful man. If Michael Jordan came up to me and wanted to talk about basketball and said, I focus on this one thing, I'd be like, whoa, one tip from Michael Jordan above all else? All right, write it down and really focus on what he's saying. If somebody like the Apostle Paul comes up and says, spiritually speaking, I focus on one thing, I would be like, whoa, what is that one thing? I want to be just like this guy. And then he says, I focus on leaving the past behind me and looking forward to what lies ahead. Verse 14, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. What an incredible statement. And so he's saying, I'm focusing on leaving the past behind and on the future. I want to leave the past behind me and look at the future. Very quick question. Have you ever noticed that the largest piece of glass in the car is the windshield and the smallest piece is the rear view mirror? Well, why is this? Well, 99% of your focus needs to be on what is in front of you. Occasionally you need to glance and, you know, see what, but if all of your focus is on this little piece of glass and all of your focus is on the past, and what you've already gone through, what you've already driven past, what's going to happen if I only drive like this? Like I'm going to wreck. I'm going to run into things that I should have seen coming. And so we got to be like Paul and say, I'm 
focusing on what lies ahead. I'm focusing on the road ahead of me and forget I'm leaving the past behind. And that's something that we really need to look at. And so you've got another piece of paper that was handed to you tonight. Some of you questioned that. Doug thought I was asking for suggestions on what needed to be, you know, thrown in the dumpster on the church property. Um, that's not that. But that was a good guess, Douglas. Good, good guess. Um, no, this other piece of paper uh, says 2023 trash. And so as I was praying about this, I don't usually uh, actually do the the final service of the year. I I always have my dad do this, but he asked me to do it this year. And so as I was praying about this service, you know, I really felt the Holy Spirit telling me that it's time to throw some stuff away. It's time to throw some stuff in the trash this year. And if you didn't get that paper, raise your hand. The ushers will get one to you. Did everybody get that paper? Robert, Mike, and Betty over here on the front row. If you didn't get that paper, raise your hand. If you need a pen, they'll give you one. But here, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and have Pastor Josh come up. My dad's getting ready to do communion. But let's um, let's take just a minute here, okay? Just a minute as Pastor Josh is coming up. And uh, I'm asking you to, to write down something or some things that you need to trash from 2023. Don't write your name on it. Don't show it to your neighbor. I'm not even asking you to show it to your spouse beside you. This, you know, this is between you and God right here. But if there's a bad memory, if something bad happened this year, if there was a family blow up that you need to bury... Let's bury it. If there was just something, I don't know, whatever it is, man, uh, a bad habit, uh, a moment that you slipped into sin, I don't know. But something that you need to, to trash, I'm asking you right now to, to write that down anonymously. And believe it or not, here in a few minutes when we come up for communion, never done this before, <laughs> I'm going to have some trash cans up here as you're coming to get communion. I want you to throw that trash away as you come up and get communion. And you're going to bury that junk. I'm, I Listen, if you want me to burn it, I, I, you know, I guess i got to get a permit. I don't know. But I'm a redneck from the country. We used to just blow everything up in the woods. But, you know, uh, we'll, you know, I'll burn it. I don't care. But, no, this is between you and God, okay? Write it down. We're going to trash it tonight. And as you come up to get communion, this is your fresh start, man. You're in a covenant relationship with Jesus. So important, all right? And listen, reminder, you're not a trash digger. Don't If, if you bury it tonight, if you throw this away, don't go trying to conjure it up again. Don't go trying to say, you know, bringing it, digging your old trash back up. Don't do that. Leave it. Leave it behind you. And, 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 and don't ever dig it up again. And if the devil comes up next week and says, hey, remember what happened in June? Remember what happened in October? You're going to say, if you want to remember what happened then, you're going to have to get on Highway 247 and drive down to the county dump because it's buried out there. Okay? I don't know about it. I threw that junk away. I don't keep my trash. When I throw it away, I don't ever drive down there and see if they'll give it back to me. I don't want it anymore. I threw it away. And so I'm encouraging you tonight that as we uh, we take a minute to do this, all right, 
My dad's going to come up and lead us in a final communion for this year. You're going to throw some trash away, man, here in just a few minutes. Then we're going to receive communion to close out 23 and open up 24. So can I have my pastor come on up this evening? Amen. All right. Did anybody receive so far from what God's telling us this evening? Amen. All right. So he's going to go ahead and lead us in communion this evening. That was a great job, Pastor Dave, setting everything up, setting everything up. Amen. Amen. Uh, the Lord gave me a phrase years ago, and I, I always use it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. And if, you, if you haven't heard this, or if something you need to write down, write it down. The spiritual always determines the natural, good or bad. The spiritual always determines the natural, good or bad. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to preach, but i got to say a few things to set this up to help you to really close out this year right and have, have the next year be the best year of the rest of your life so far. Amen. Because I'm going to have a lot more life. How about you? I'd never say next year is going to be the best year of my life because I'm going to say, well, that's the end of my life. But I say so far because I've got a lot of life living. But I want you to look at a couple Bible verses that I'm going to say just a little bit. And then we can do what Pastor Dave said. We'll break things up and do that. And it fits right in with what the Lord gave me to share tonight. Look at 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. And I'll tell you, that that's a, that's a good a good way to start writing the last, the last page of the last chapter of 2023's book is to have your Bible with you every time you come to church. Have your Bible with you. Look, look at your Bible with your own eyes and see what's going on. And just make it the habit that you don't leave your house without your Bible. Even going to work wherever you go, always have your Bible. And when I worked, I used to always uh, carry a little bit in my pocket. And I had a big one in my car. And I always had the Word of God ready to go. But your life is going to end in success or failure by what you do with the Word of God. And so just get serious about the Word. But First John 1 John 1.7 says this. But if we walk in the light, as his in the light, and the Bible tells us over and over again that Jesus is the light and Jesus is the word. The word of God is light. The word of God lights up our path. We can see where we're going by the word of God. And so he said, if we walk in the light of the word that we know, we don't know the whole Bible, but the part that we do know, God knows that we know. So if we walk in the light as his in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And this, this is, this is a key right here. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. What that's saying is this. Everybody's at a different level of their walk with Jesus. Some people are accountable for more because they know more. God only holds you accountable for what you do know. But because he's God, you can't con him and act like you don't know. And so if you know, things you're supposed to do and you walk in the light of that what you know in your heart the bible says this this is what i'm supposed to do and if you do your best not to violate your heart to walk in the light it says god will take care of the rest of what you don't know there's things that some people get by with because they're babies and somebody else not a baby anymore they can't get by with it but god says if you do what you know to do walk in the light of that i'll take care of the rest don't worry about it and so then when other people throw stones at you and say they ought to know better than that, maybe they ought to, but God knows they don't. 
And so it's not your job, job to stone him. Amen. And so you walk in the light. And then he says, if we say that we have no sin, well, what he said there is if you are walking in known sin, if, say, if you say we haven't, it, then God says you're deceiving yourself. The truth is not in us. And so we walk in the light. And then verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And something the Lord told me many years ago, I, I, I tell you this all the time too, and this is what you've got to hear tonight, that forgiveness is not a feeling. It's a Bible fact. God said, if you confess, I forgive and cleanse. And what that cleanse means, he will cleanse you from sin consciousness. It's hard to go through life if you're always dragging a weight that you feel guilty. And so we're supposed to be faith people. Faith people means I believe the word of God above all else. And God said that if I confess the things I did that were wrong, he's faithful to cleanse me. So you can have a clean conscience and things try to hit you. You say, no devil, that's behind me. God has cleansed that. God's forgot it, and I'm going to forget it too. That was the past. Amen? It says, cleanse me for all unrighteousness. And, and, and so God says that he wants us to cooperate with him. You ever heard the word cooperate? Well, the Lord gave that to me years ago. He put that word, put a hyphen in it, co, then operate. God's operating on the earth today. He needs some co-pilots. We're supposed to cooperate. God said, my part is I forgive and cleanse. But if you're going to cooperate with me, you've got to confess and forget it. Amen. Is that helping you? And so now, as we're going to do what Pastor Dave said just a minute, I wrote down just a, a few of the things I normally share when I do do this service. But if this isn't real to you, you need to get it. The finish line is also the starting line. How many ever seen a track meet or a race car race or anything like that? They got the line where they start. It's the finish. And they start another lap. Every time you hit that line, you finish that lap. But there's the starting line for a new one. Well, as we're closing out 2023, this is the finish line. It's also the starting line. And something else that I want to say with this, to help you not to be a deceived Christian, a mistake repeated over and over it's not a mistake, it's a decision. And so as we're doing the things we're doing, we're writing things down and looking at the future. If there's things you put in there that you fell for it over and over and over and over again, that wasn't a mistake. You just made a bad choice over and over and over again. And so the things we have to do for what we're throwing away, what we're looking at, we're writing right now today... This is the last page of the last chapter on your book for 2023. The Lord told me years ago, he kept annals of my life. Well, the book of Revelation, did you ever read where it says that we stand before him, he'll open the books? Well, he told me those books are annals. 
And an annal, when I looked up what it is, an annal is a year-by-year report of events or series of events. And so God says that he has books of our life, but he doesn't write it, we do. We write it by what we believe, what we say, and what we do. And so I praise God that he tells us that we can confess the ugly, get out of our life, and have a fresh start. And this is what I want to just really, really emphasize over and over and over again. You can't live by feelings. You can't, you can't just have the feeling, oh, I was so bad. He would never, he would never forgive. He'd never do it. He'd never, ever, ever, ever. How come it said he's just and faithful to do it then? And what you got to do, if you're going to start growing as a Christian, you're just going to have to say, Lord, I believe your word that you're greater than my dumbness. You're greater than my bad choices. And Lord, I believe as we're coming into this year that I'm going to bury this tonight. And right now, I'm opening up my my book that says 2024 on it. And I'm calling this page one, chapter one, paragraph one. And here's what this year is going to be for me. And then those things that you want to write out from Habakkuk, then you start writing those out two ways. Number one, you can write them down. Number two... You can start speaking them out and speaking them out and speaking them out and say, this year, in the name of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And that includes whatever it was that defeated you last year over and over again. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me because greater hits in me than hits in the world. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, this is a clean year. It's a healthy year. And if the devil tries to bring up last year again, Say, nope, 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 that's in the rearview mirror. I'm looking through the windshield going forward. Amen? Amen. And so, for us, let's just remember that forgiveness is not a feeling. Being saved is not a feeling. Breaking a tithe in and believing God's doing his part is not a feeling. That's the Bible. You know what the Bible says? That God does his part. And so let's let's stand up. And uh, if you, has everybody got things written out you wanted to write out in your papers? Amen. Well, let's just believe as we come forward by faith. This is an outward expression of what you're doing in the spiritual arena. Now get a hold of this. This is not just something natural. It's expression of a spiritual thing. And the spirit, you're saying that all my failures and all my successes of last year, I'm not looking back on. I praise God for the successes. But all the people that want to live in the good old days never see the good old days again. We're having the good new days come to 2024. And you can rejoice about the good things of last year. But just remember, when we come up here, we're saying this is 2023 going down here at 2024 starts when we receive communion tonight. Amen. And so just go ahead and begin row by row coming up, uh, getting rid of the past and then getting your communion elements. And if you
you'd like to when you get communion, just stay up here at the altar as a family. Just your family, stay up here. Just gather around up here. I know that uh, back back in the olden days, a few years ago, all the churches that do things like this, the family stayed at the altar. Amen. It's a good thing to hang out at the altar as a family with your natural family and with your church family. so many things that some of us been around for a long time wish that everybody could learn and I, I just want to make a statement right now to a lot of you in here if you don't feel real spiritual tonight, welcome to the team because we walk by faith not by sight amen we live by faith in the son of God and what he says not by our feelings we don't live by goosebumps we don't live by feeling spiritual we live by what Jesus said. And so, as we do the things we're doing, take God at his word by faith. God said, forget what's behind you. God said, reach forward for what's in front of you. God said, leave the past behind. Give it to me. Confess it to me. And said, I'll cleanse you and I'll wash you. And so, when we receive communion tonight, just know you're obeying the Bible And God's the one that does the cleansing. God's the one that does the washing. God's the one that sees the future. God's the one that's looking at chapter one, page one of your 2024. And he's looking at every one of us tonight. And God said, I like the way they write that first chapter. And then when, not if, when the devil comes... To tries to stop page two and make it not good and say, not devil, that's not the way it's going to be. I believe in my heart and I say it in my mouth, this is chapter two. This is the way it's going to be. I'm going to serve Jesus every day. And if I stumble and I miss it, I'm quickly going to say, Jesus, this is not what I want for this year. I ask you to forgive me. We're putting that under the blood. And Jesus, we're going on with you. And be bold to tell the devil, Satan, you're not the Lord of my life. Jesus Christ is. Satan, take your hands off my family. Take your hands off my health. Take your hands off my mind. Take your hands off my job. Take your hands off my life. Jesus, you're the one. And you know what you're doing? You're writing sentences in your chapter. 
is going to be a good chapter. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to read just the two, two starting verses for the passage of 1 Corinthians about communion. And this is talking about Jesus said when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. He said, this do in remembrance of me. And so you've got to always remember, always remember, you're a born again Christian because of Jesus' body being broken for you. He was on the cross. You got to always remember, you couldn't save yourself and you still can't. You've got to remember Jesus right in the middle of everything you do. And then says, after the same manner also, he took the cup with sup saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as often you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in everything we do, we're starting off right now where this is the last part of the chapter, the last chapter of this year that we're getting ready to start the new chapter right now. Well, we're starting off with by recognizing it's because of Calvary that we're saved. Not because we were good, not because our grandma took us to church. We're saved because of Calvary. He said, always remember this. And then he said, always remember this is the New Testament, my blood. Because of my blood, you're a new creature in Christ. Because of my blood, even if you act like an idiot, do absolute contrary things to God, he said, if you'll confess that, I'll cleanse it with this blood. And so if we'll remember those things, you'll be very successful for this year, and you will have a winning book. But let's close our eyes before we take this. And I want to lead us in a little confession. Say this. Say, Jesus, I know that you're real. You're my Savior. You're my Lord. Thank you for all the victories that I had this year. Thank you for forgiveness for all the dumb things that I did. Lord, I bury those in the trash heap I ask you to forgive me and to cleanse me from all of those things and now Lord as I take this bread I want to thank you as I take this bread I want to thank you your body was crucified you had stripes on your back so I could be healed I'm always going to remember that And I take this now in remembrance of you. Jesus, say Jesus. Your word says, I have to live by faith, not by sight. And so this year, I purpose... Whether I feel spiritual or I don't feel spiritual, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to be quick to repent if I miss it. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to do my best to treat people how I want to be treated because that's what you said to do. And so now, I receive this juice as representing your blood that I've cleansed. I'm clean. I close the book on 2023 
And I'm taking this as the new year. First thing in my book, I celebrated Holy Communion with you and my church family, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Josh, we ready for the blood? this opportunity to be together tonight, Jesus. And just what a what a sweet, intimate evening, Lord, of, of, of getting to be together, Lord, but getting to be with you. And Lord, I pray that the things that we've determined to just throw away, God, they're gone. We're, we're leaving them, Lord. We're not digging that stuff back up. And Lord, any goals that you have for us, number one, any, any plans, you have for us. I pray that we're going to clearly hear those from your Holy Spirit. We are going to write those down as your word instructed us, and we're going to run with it this year. And Lord, I believe that next December, as we're standing here again, we're going to be able to say, listen, Lord, I, I, I did what you asked me to do. And, and, and what are your instructions for the next year? But Lord, I, I love you and I praise you. I thank you for this church, Jesus. You're so good. And Lord, I release your anointing over every single person here, Lord. Any hurt that is in their hearts, I thank you that you're healing it right now, Lord. Any damage, Lord, any battle wounds we have from the past year, I thank you that you 
heal the brokenhearted. You bind up their wounds, Psalm 34 tells us. And we understand that sometimes that's a little bit of a process, but I thank you that you're doing it, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus that every family, every house here, Lord, is full of the peace of God, the joy of the Lord. And we are making you our foundation. May 2024 be a breakthrough year in the name of Jesus. May it be the best year so far that any of us have ever had. And we thank you, Lord. Our number one goal is to please you. Thank you for your blessing on each life here, each one watching online with us. We love you and we dedicate this new year to you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You are so good to us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Can we give him some praise tonight? Thank you, Jesus. Well, we're going to go ahead and do our Barstow Faith Confession tonight. I just, there's an anointing in here though. I love it. Praise the Lord. We're going to do our faith confession and, and let you guys, you know, get on your way. If you need to, if you need a few minutes at the altar tonight, hey, we're not going to stop you. You just talk to God, whatever you need to do. This is your church. This is your church. Let's go ahead and we're going to do our Barstow faith confession and then, uh, we'll dismiss you. Amen. Hallelujah. Final time of 2023. Hey, final time this year. <laughs> Let's make it count. Here we go. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love joy and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved in Jesus name. Amen. We love y'all.